Mic check one two one two. What's up, Apple Top? Hey. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm laughing because I got this new headset for like a Bluetooth headset for Christmas because mine broke. And I just um maybe like a week or so ago just plugged it up and started using it. <laughs> and I have it on right now and I it needs to be charged because she came in my ear and she said, Charge me. <laughs> Oh my god! It wasn't like you need charge now or no. She said, "Charge me." <laughs> Sexual, I felt like. <laughs> I caught you off guard. Like what? <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't prepared for that. Charge me. <laughs> okay, all right. How you? How you want me to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Look, you want me to stick it in your hole? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, anyways, I just got giggled out of that because it just, as soon as I logged on, it said, charge me. And I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> wow, mine just screams low battery in my ear really loud. Like, it does not say anything remotely sensual. Yeah, and that's what I'm used to, too. It'll say, uh, please charge now. Or it'll say, um, about to, lo- about to, I don't forget what my other one said, but pretty much like, I'm about to die, bitch. <laughs> you better charge me because I'm about to go. Um, but none of them have been like, charge me. <laughs> oh, what? Wow. They got Vanessa Del Rio to do that. <laughs> going on with you girl not not a whole hell of a lot just you know trying to get back to being healthy after god almost a month of sickness no bless your heart oh. god you turn around you tell them like oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> no right i know i told Bill, and i was like poor stacy her whole house is just going through it i feel so bad <laughs> And he was like, what's happening? And I was like, this, this, this. And he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Stay away from those white people. They get the devil in them. <laughs> they need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're such a trooper. Oh, it, it is not. I I mean, I was, I was uh, very sick when I was a kid because of all my medical issues. But I tell you what. All that aside, I have never been so sick in my whole life. Really? No. Oh, my God. No. I mean, I laid in bed for three days. I did not. I mean, I did not get out of bed except for, you know, every time I had to go to the bathroom. But other than that, I laid in bed and did not get out of bed. And Rick had to wait on me hand and foot for the most part, because if it wasn't, if it wasn't in the bathroom, I wouldn't go in there. Right. Oh, Stacy. But yeah, it's uh, we're all you know we're all functioning now. Still trying to get over the sinus part of it all, but other than that, uh, I'll take that any day over the the stomach flu any day. Well, yeah, you know one thing I, I always appreciate getting sick. You always have to find the positive. Well, that's what I have to do in every situation, just in order just to keep going through this motherfucking world. If I don't find the positive, just whew, Lord, it's rough. Uh, yeah. Every time I get sick, 
I really appreciate the fact when I'm well, because it's like, you feel brand new and you like, I can conquer the world. I can do anything. You feel like you have this abominable strength back and it's because you were so down and out and now you're back. It's just like, you almost like, wow, you know, your health. This is, is what healthy feels like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really nothing to take for granted, especially when you're like, you were put out. That, yeah, that ain't fun. That ain't no joke. You know what I appreciate when I am sick? Uh, minus, uh, you know what? There was very little I could appreciate during my stomach flu time. A little bit. I had a little bit, but very little. But when I am sick and I could still function, the one thing I can appreciate is that I am too exhausted and too ill to be full of anxiety. Like my whole body is pretty much relaxed, even if I'm <laughs> aching all over. I'm just like, well, I feel too weak to, you know, to bunch up with a, a ball of stress that usually follows me around all day. So there's my silver lining. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me the only time you can be relaxed is when you're sick? Pretty much, yeah. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> uh, my my normal is just is just always ready to run. You know, like always fight or flight. Like it's always there. Oh. And so your dad's better and Rick's better. Everybody's better. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's getting better. Uh, my dad goes in to have his, uh, he had pacemaker surgery. So he goes in to have his recheck on Friday. Um, and then, uh, which is tomorrow. And then Rick, um, Rick is still trying to get over it too, though. Like it's just, it's lingered. It's lingered at our house. My dad, my dad who had to go through surgery is the one who recuperated faster than either of us that are half his age. Mic check one two one two, and we're back. Sorry, <laughs> live and learn. Right now we know. It, I gotta tell you, it sounds a ton clearer now. Uh, oh, kind of sounds like you in a bucket. Oh, okay. Well, good. Okay. <laughs> right on. So we're gonna be telling some stories today about our childhood, teenage. <laughs> yep, yep. I've got a little. I've got a little list here. I asked. Um, I asked my one of my best friends. Uh, I was like, "Don't worry, I won't name you, Linda. I will." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, tell me, remind me of some stuff because like ninety eight percent of my memories, good, bad, and ridiculous, are with her. So mm-hmm. she was like, "Well, all right. What about these things?" Like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Okay, one of those is good. So I have a, a small list I wrote down so that I remember. All right, let's hear it. What are we going to go back and forth? Are we starting at childhood? What are we doing? Um, I didn't really nothing savage for me happened until I was a teenager. I really didn't do anything. Oh, well, one maybe one during childhood. <laughs> okay, well mine's not it's not savage. It's um it's a you know what? I have no shame. We were talking yesterday about things we should be shameful of and I I have pretty much none. Uh, and this story should do. I will tell this story to anybody. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't even care. Um, so, <laughs> um, when I was in first grade, I um, had to go to the bathroom. I would not use public bathrooms very often. I was scared of them, not because I was like uppity and thought, you know, I'm too good for this. And I still to this day have bathroom anxiety. I can't go with friends. Like it's the hardest. I have to go real bad. Like if I have to go into a bathroom with a friend, it's all I can do. I mean, I have to cover my ears and like hum to myself, a crazy person. We're telling nobody else is in there. 
like, oh my God. <laughs> no why, though. nothing bad ever happened to me that I can think of. No idea why I'm like this. So I, uh, well, no, 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 wait, wait, you know, I give a little insight. I had a lot of kidney issues when I was a kid and going to the bathroom was painful and I didn't understand why. And then like people would, I had to be in hospitals and stuff and people would like watch me pee. So it's probably that, like, if I'm really trying to get down to the nitty gritty, it's probably like, you know, some form of that has, has happened. But anyway, so I was in first grade. I had, I had to go number two though and thought I can hold it. I couldn't. And you know, those, those really thick tights that your mom would put you in when you, well, I don't know if your mom did, my mom did. Yeah. It was like a thing. Okay. Those things can hold anything. And I noticed that <laughs> the, the, they need to, they need to make those for the free breathers. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because you know what? You'd be safe. So I, you know, a little, little bit of something, something came out in my, in my tights, had a dress on my little, you know, black patent leather shoes on. I didn't want to tell anybody like, like they wouldn't know, you know, mm-hmm. like they wouldn't, like nobody there has noses. So <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of the kids around me were starting to complain. So I just complained with them. I'm like, ah, that does smell bad. What is that? Who is <laughs> <laughs> you denied it? You supplied it. <laughs> so then I remember walking by the teacher and her kind of wrinkling up her face like, Oh, you know, and then, but how I continued to get away with this, I don't know, because I can tell you at least an hour or two went by, like, I don't know how it even happened. Now, I remember the other kids being outside, and I don't know why I was still inside. I think I was finishing some kind of homework, or I don't know what I was, I mean, you know, I was in first grade, I probably wasn't homework, but some, something I was still doing inside while the other kids were outside, and, um, I had that feeling hit me again and I was too scared to go to the bathroom. I didn't want to go see what everything looked like. I can hold it mm-hmm. for the first time in the same day. I was wrong. I could not. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's shocking. So, so then I am. Um, I'm like, okay, I go outside to play dodgeball with all the other kids. Cause that's what we're doing. I gotta tell you, bending over to pick up that ball that came rolling at me, one of the scariest things. Like, what's oh gonna happen? God. I don't know. Right. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> we go back inside. So, like, this is hours that they've let me, you know, sit like this. So mm-hmm. um now finally the teacher pulls me aside and was like, Did you have an accident? And I just start crying, No, no, I did it. <laughs> and she's like, Well can I see? Can you see? No. Like, and I was just like, no, you can't see. No, no. And I'm like, I'm good. She's like, okay, okay. It's okay. It's okay. They sit me in the nurse's office and I'm hysterical now. Cause I, I'm not even really embarrassed. I'm just terrified of like, what are they going to do to me? Mm-hmm. And then my mom shows up, my mom, my dad both show up and you know, they, they call me down my dad, like, he just doesn't really say much. It was all my, it was all my mom. My mom talks to them, thanks them, apologizes, whatever. And then they put me in the car and, you know, my mom was all, you know, calm down. It's okay. Come on. It was just an accident. We're going to clean you up. She seat buckles me into the car. We get in, we shut the door and she goes off. Like she just went Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde on me. <laughs> I 
I can't believe you did this. You are too old for this. Like you've embarrassed us. I can't. And, and my dad's trying to calm her down. Like Marty, Marty, calm down. She's like, no, this is ridiculous. I'm so like, she just carried me apart. All those teachers waving goodbye. were like, what a sweet mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. And she gets me home and she, she you know, cause by then it's been a few hours. So the tights are pretty stuck to my skin at this point. They don't want to come off. She rips them off and says, don't you dare cry. (laughs) She was so angry and made it a point to scrub me vigorously uh <laughs> i think as punishment like she didn't want to spank me but she wanted she wanted me to hurt like mm-hmm. she wanted me to remember uh what that felt like and that i better never <laughs> put that shame on the family again oh my god you shitty ass you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, was my that was my big like that was it. I wasn't getting two shoes. I didn't do anything. I was quiet. I didn't bother anybody. So that's the only thing I can think of as a kid where it was like, you know, there was a story to tell. Oh, I got you on this one. Please do. <laughs> um, we, my family's military and we lived in Germany for four years. Um, I don't, I think I maybe, have, let me see. When I, we came back to the States I was in second grade. So I had to be during this time, maybe about from five to seven. Let's just put that bracket, right? Yeah, you well, had five years for every grade. So you would have been seven if you came back in second grade. Yeah. So while I was over there, I was somewhere between what, five, six, something like yeah. that, uh, towards the end, because this is right before we left. <clears throat> Well, I was a latchkey kid, and for anybody who doesn't know what a latchkey kid is, that means that you're a child who stays home alone, and they call you a latchkey kid because normally, which is like the dumbest thing in the world, let me show the whole world that my child stays home alone by attaching a key to a piece of yarn and putting it around their neck. What? The dumbest damn thing I ever heard. Anyway. I was a latchkey kid. Both of my parents worked. At that young age, I I stayed home alone. Um, We lived in military housing, and it was like an apartment complex. So everybody who lived in our apartment complex were also military. Um, So we kind of walked out for each other. Um, I had, you know, some grandparents that we called Oma, Opa that were like upstairs and some neighbors and stuff. And we just, you know, they just kind of washed out for us. Well, um, this one kid in the apartment complex who was also a latchkey kid, I'll never forget. And I don't even, how could you ever forget this name? I need to look him up like on Facebook or something, but I wouldn't know what his last name is. But who else has a name of Iobambi? Wow. Right. So they were like African um, and his name was Iobambi. Well, Iobambi, me and him were the same age. We were latchkey kids. We came home, but we were not supposed to go to each other's apartment. Well, he came over to and he, he, he had this like patchy kind of weird freaking hair. I don't know what it was. And it could be totally insensitive today because it could have been like a hell thing or I don't know. But I was like, you know, six years old. I just thought, what the hell's wrong with your hair? You know, and so I asked him, like, 
why is your hair like that? And then he's like, I don't know. I don't like it. And I'm like, well, why, why don't we oh. fix it? Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harry, you have two, two six-year-olds alone. And I'm like, well, why don't you fix it? And he's like, I don't know how. And I'm like, I've watched my dad do his hair before. <laughs> So my little ass goes get the clippers and shave him fucking bald. <gasps> he came home and his he his mama came home and he had no hair. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember vaguely her reactions to it and everything, but I was sitting there thinking, this is so much better. Why are you acting like this? <laughs> I done did you a favor. Yeah, well, it was devastating. Like she cried and like was so like so dramatic. And I hope that his hair could really grow back because maybe today I feel bad, but I don't know. She acted like it was never gonna grow back. And my mom was just like, I can't, you know, like just like your mom, I can't believe you did this. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, I can't believe you left us six years old alone. So what the fuck? Did you get what you deserve? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got my I got my tail whooped and the whole nine, but I feel like that's, that's the only story that I have that's like crazy at that age. Yeah, so I shaved somebody ball when I was like six. <laughs> <laughs> that is glorious. <laughs> Sorry, Iobambi. <laughs> oh, you definitely need to try to look him up. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how rare that name is these days. You know, spell it. I O bomb like right? Yeah, that's how I. I mean, I, I feel like I might insult somebody if I tried to spell it how it sounds, but that's exactly how it sounds. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be very slim pickings on the I O bomb. I gotta look him up and see. Like, do you remember being in Germany and such and such a year? Ask your mom about you going bald. <laughs> See now, if his Facebook picture shows that he doesn't have any hair, I don't. You might want to approach oh, that differently. You know, if he ain't got any hair, I ain't messaging him or nothing. I'm just gonna sit back and look and see. I'm, I'm sorry, Ayo Bombi. Scarred him for life. <laughs> right. His bio is gonna say, "Ever since I was six years old, and this <laughs> nasty ass neighborhood girl came over and shaved me." <laughs> I started him for life. He no longer will ever tell a woman that he doesn't like something. She. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Um, when I was 13 years old, my mom decided that I could have a party um, with my my four closest friends. Now I should say I've never had friends that I think I've said this before. I've never had friends that got along with each other. Like they, they could be in a room together and that's fine, but they were never, we know ne I never had a group of friends that I could hang out with. It just never happened. They just never wanted to hang out with each other. It was like, we're your friend, but that that's as far as this goes. Right. So, you know, I've gotten them together over the years, one night here and there. And, and we've had a good time usually, but um, so three or four, sorry, including myself, four 12 and 13 year old girls, um, getting together for an entire weekend with no break <laughs> mm. <laughs> did not, did not go so well when we had never done it before. Mm. So I had a, um, 
This one, I'm actually going to use her real name because I don't have any idea where this girl is. And I have not talked to her since I was a teenager. But I had a friend named Betsy. And Betsy and I, we grew up as, I mean, absolute best friends in the whole wide world. Although I will say her mom, from what I can remember, breastfed her younger brother right in front of me when her brother was, I don't know, seven, six, seven, (laughs) something like that. Like that, AT, that little boy, I was at their house. And that little boy walked over and said, like, mama, like, I thought he was sick, you know, and I was, I remember standing kind of behind this armchair that she was sitting in, and she swiveled it around and just lifted her shirt right on up, her boob popped out, and that little boy laid over the armchair, feet still touching the ground, and just, and he picked her boob up and went to town. Oh, my God. I... I was like, oh, and I just spun back around and and I kind of looked over at Betsy and she didn't even seem to think anything of it. Like it was just normal in their house. And I was like, oh my God, like I didn't know where to look. I didn't know what to do. I mean, I was like, you know, a grown ass man when a normal, I shouldn't say normal, I guess that's rude. But when a, a woman is breastfeeding a baby, not a young child, I I took it. That makes mm, me it was, seriously, because to me, and I know that I've said certain things before and you're like, no, no, don't say it like that. I know it's hard for me to describe and I don't mean to take it as sexual, but I don't know how else to describe it. And I don't really mean it sexual, but I don't know how else to describe it. Once you are seven years old and you are going to lift up your mama's titty and suck it, it mm-hmm. becomes something way, 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 way more deeper than you just getting some food. No, it's totally true. It's a, it's a comfort. It's a comfort now. And the fact that woman too, like the mom, No, no, that's I'm saying it's not the kid's fault. It's like, it's comforting to him because she let it go on for so damn long because she just felt like as long as he wanted it, it was okay. And I was too young to realize just how crazy that was. Cause I mean, I was an adopted kid. I was never breastfed. Like, and I don't remember being taken off a bottle, but it was obviously when I was very, very young and, and like, no, once it, mm, no, I no. Like I've asked one of my friends who happens to be a nurse before, and she's like, mm, at about a year, like that's, that's your most people. That's their point. You know, maybe a little before, maybe a little after, but a year was, was about where she said that she knew was the right range. Now everybody's different and maybe your kidneys a little extra, but if he can walk over and keep his feet in his tennis shoes that he's got dirt all over from playing down in the ground outside, if he can walk over and ask you that and just lay all back in your lap and pick your tit up, but no, stop it. I'm going to tell you, I don't know why, you know, you just explain why you don't know why you do some things and you don't know why you're like that. I don't know why I'm like this and I support breastfeeding a thousand percent. I know it's the healthiest way to feed a child. And I think it's a great and beautiful thing. For me, I could never go there. Neither one of my children were breastfed. I remember being in the doctor's office and them almost shaming me because I would not, did not want to do it. I -hmm. just couldn't, for me, in my mind, I could not, I just could not attach a baby to my, my boobs and it be a beautiful, uh, right uh you know great thing because it has already been sexualized before I was a mother before right. I became pregnant so it was just hard for me so for me personally I couldn't do it now let me tell you something if I had a little motherfucker 
come and lift my boob up and put my titty in his mouth. I'm telling okay, there's such thing as a pump. And if they get at that old and they need it and you're still producing milk, which is you can still do that as long as you keep pumping and it keeps it, you mm-hmm. can still keep producing it. Put that damn thing in a cup or something. Why are you still letting it suck on your titty? Oh my God. Oh. She that was head of the out. she was head of the um Le Leche Club that they had <laughs> in King George. Yep. Only cake in her house. <laughs> <laughs> but this woman looked down on me so hard like her her mom just thought I was the trashiest of the trash now I was a kid you know like it's not like I was a teenager dressed like a hoe like she just we lived in an old farmhouse and she just and I was a divorced kid you know a product of divorce and oh god forbid and it it was just she I don't know she just had some crazy I did not realize how crazy this lady was but all that being said my friend Betsy was raised in this household so she was a little off but I never saw it you know like looking back I kind of get it but I never saw it then you know I just I didn't judge her she was my friend and that's just how it was and um but let's say new friend that I met Linda uh linda was also 12 years old and linda kind of saw the world a bit more skeptically and was like you know i don't want to make fun of your friend but she's a little weird and i was like don't say that you know i mean i was very protective like don't say that we can all get along blah blah so we we go for a birthday weekend to my mom's house and of course we get in a fight first it's it's linda and her friend because she brought her friend too so i had you know three three other girls there i wasn't really friends with linda's friend kind of you know we got along but we weren't really friend friends it was like i had my best friend betsy linda had her best friend and we just all went together I should also point out that my stepdad picked us up from my dad's house and drove us all the way to Manassas, which is about a two hour drive from King George at the time. Like things are kind of different now, but um, with his shirt off and the top down in a convertible, that's how he chose to drive teenage girls around was with his shirt off because he was disgusting. So um, we, after being there one night, we all... Oh, I'm sorry. Did I go to <laughs> What did you say about his shirt being off? That that's how my stepdad chose to drive a bunch of teenage girls to his house. Was, was his it shirt took, off? In it with the top down in a convertible that they owned. That's how he picked us up. No shirt on, smoking a cigarette, like driving us down the road like that. Just just it's just disgusting. He just did he have I, hair on his chest? Oh god, yes. Yeah. I envisioned that. And, oh my and flabby, you know, good old gut hanging out. Yeah. Oh, yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Lucky, lucky if we had a shower in the last few days, hair flying everywhere, like his hair on his head, no teeth in his mouth. Like this man is class, let me tell you. So he's like the start of every horror <laughs> film that happens out in the country <laughs> in wisconsin <laughs> you see him pull up at this desolate uh <laughs> gas station <laughs> and like hey girl you need a ride yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what i picture in my mind <laughs> you are not wrong not off at all <laughs> So we we get into a, a fight, of course, over who knows what, you know, teenage girl drama. 
and and we decide to switch best friends in the middle of the weekend. Bessie oh, doesn't want oh, to talk to me. Yep, Bessie <laughs> doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Well, Linda and I, we decide to become, you know, we're going to become, or not Linda, I'm sorry, Linda and Betsy decide to become a team. And Linda's best friend, I don't have another name for anybody, Lisa. So Lisa and I now become a team. And we were never really friends before. Lisa's really mean, and I'm really not. So Lisa's like, hey, while they're sleeping, let's put stuff in Betsy's drink. Like, just stuff off the floor. Like, whatever <laughs> crap that we found off the floor, yeah. off the carpet. So we do that and she drinks it. And this girl had some like, you know, you know, like when you were growing up and maybe you didn't do this, but like if you made a pot of soup for your family, if you were, you wanted to taste test it, you'd test test it with a spoon and you'd probably put that same spoon right back in that pot while you're making it for your family. Right. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not the old man. I want you to be like, ew, no. No, you- no. I think I sometimes do that today. It's <laughs> I don't do it on purpose, but just unconsciously do that. <laughs> well, like, it's no big thing if it's for your, fa- well, to me, that's how I grew up. It was like, we're all sharing the same germs. Like, it, it just didn't, it didn't matter. Right. So, but, no, you couldn't do that. And my best friends, you know, we would drink after each other. We would eat after each other. We just didn't care. And, mm-hmm. but Betsy was not like that. Like, you could not eat or drink anything after her and you couldn't, you know, if you put your spoon in that, you best get a new spoon because she's not having your germs in her food. Yeah, so, I don't. And- I cannot drink after people, and I've been like that forever. And my kids, well, I have to say my ch- one child because my other child, he never cared. But uh, my son care. Kaya is the same way as I. The same way. Same way. She was just about like, I'm so thirsty, and somebody will be like, "Here, you want a sip?" She'll look at you like, "Have you lost your mind?" <laughs> Not if it was the last sip on earth. <laughs> No, I, I can't say I've ever been I've been like that. I mean, there's been times, you know, where I'd be like, no, I'm good. But usually eh, I didn't care. But but she just not even trying to make fun of her for this because that was just her. That's how she was raised. That was her thing. But knowing that she's like that to put something in her drink like that, that was that pushed her over the boiling point. And then, of mm-hmm. course, we tell her that we did it after she drank it and start laughing at her. And her face turned so red. I thought she was going to cry. Like, I started <laughs> feeling really bad. And then mm-hmm. she just lost it. Like she was screaming and shaking. She wants to go home because we're trying to poison her. <laughs> it was dirt off the ground. It's not going to poison <laughs> we didn't give you ebola (laughs) you play outside you have four brothers i promise you've eaten worse right and and it just it was just one thing after another of just trying to uh, one-up each other and what insult could we call the other one you're fat you're stupid like it it was just it was the most chaotic and you know I never had another birthday party after that like that was (laughs) that was it I mean I would have like you know one one person over or I might go do something with one person but that 13 13 year old party there was uh that That weekend was was funny yeah we left angry at each other like nobody was having a good time nobody was happy nobody was sleeping well because they thought the other one was going to do something to them while they were sleeping and Linda threatened to kick Lisa's ass if she did that to her. And it, oh my God, it was just, it was just chaos. It, it was be- absolute chaos. The best part of that story is that you guys switched best friends. <laughs> we yeah, totally did. We, we did end up switching back eventually. Uh, yeah. but we, like, 
<laughs> Bitch, you can't barter with me. <laughs> <laughs> did Did you have any adolescent uh ones? Um, I think that most of mine is not like with um. I have stuff like I got kicked out of school. I stole a car. Well, um, I mean, I feel like that's way more interesting than my birthday party story. So, let, okay, why'd you get kicked out of school? Okay, so I, I really just want to call her name so bad. but well, I, I don't care I, if you do, I, if you don't talk to this person anymore. I, I never, her fucking name is Tammy. You know how somebody right. can, do you, this is off subject, but you know how somebody can ruin a name? Yes. Like, ever since that her in school i hate the name tam when i hear the name tammy i'm just like oh god i I have yep i have a couple of those too it's like tammy michelle like you know just certain there's certain names that have Mm -hmm. have happened in your life and then when you hear that name like anyway so um this was in chancellor high school brand new school big huge brand new school and we were downstairs at the vending machines and I didn't really know this girl like I didn't know her at all but apparently she didn't like black people that's what I ended up learning okay well was Tam I assume by the name Tammy was a white girl she was the whitest redneck (laughs) if you could think I'm I'm not kidding if you could think of like West Virginia, buck teeth, big, uh, you know, big perm, scrag, like big fluffy permed hair. Uh, she teased, she teased her big ass bang. Just every stereotype that you could probably think of, she had it. Right. Oh, sorry about that. I'm well, sorry. um, so we go, we, and the reason why I'm explaining this school because it was just a big, huge, huge open area okay mm-hmm. almost like a, a foyer in like a mansion you know where you walk in and it's completely huge and open and then you see a staircase that runs up to the ceiling kind of thing yeah okay that's what it looks that's what it looks like when you walk into chancellor and i wanted to give you a visual of this so right there in that area you're coming from the vending machine and as the uh you had the big open area and then it turns into a hallway well down that hallway is like the 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 bathrooms before you go to the class it had pay phones right there um and so everybody hung out in that area going to the hall where the pay phones are where the bathrooms are so i'm standing over there by this girl i don't even remember who one of my friends at the time and tammy walks by and she's like da 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 that bitch and I didn't think anything of it. I didn't know her. And so the right. girl was like, she's talking about you. And, and I was like, who's talking about me? She's like, she was calling you a bitch. And I yeah, and I was like, I know she wasn't calling me a bitch, you know, like that. Right. And so this at this time, she's probably about, mm, let's say 15, 10 to 15 feet away from me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, she had just got a unopened soda from the vending machine. I was like, so when I said, 
I know she's not calling me a bitch. And she was like, yes, I was, bitch. You know, she turns around and she takes this unopened soda and she throws it at me. And when she, yeah, you can just imagine how much pressure a unopened soda has when it hits somebody. Well, it hit me in my collarbone. (gasps) And when it, yeah, it, it was one thing I'll never, ever forget, the feeling of it, everything. Well, as soon as she did, I just fucking, like, become, you know, fucking... Calm, I mean, blacked out, gone. Like, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> anyway, so I broke her nose, and oh, I blacked her eye, and the ambulance came and got her, and I got kicked... Yeah. I got kicked out of school for 10 days. It was so funny because the um, assistant principal at that time, he, he loved me. And he was like, what, what happened? What did, you're not even like a fighter. But I was a fighter because I always felt like, but I was only a fighter against people who I felt like were coming at me. I had to fight all the time at home. That was my daily life. Okay. Right. So when I came out, of my home and I'm at school wherever that never left me. So if you come at me, I'm almost taking all the anger that I, that I'm having for mm-hmm. my home life out on you, you know? So right. that's really dangerous. Well, and uh, Mr. He, he knew that he, he was like, I don't understand what happened. And I told him what happened. He was like, Oh, he, he, he was the right. coolest thing. He was like, I can't lie. I probably would have whooped him too. <laughs> yeah. So, he kicked me out of school that day for 10 days, but he let me make up. He met, let me get all of my work from all my teachers for all 10 days. I bet you her parents did not know that. Ooh. Oh, I um, bet they didn't. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. And, and the only reason that I did not get my ass whooped that day is because my mom came to pick me up straight from a doctor's. I mean, not a doctor's appointment, a dentist appointment where she had got extractions and stuff. Oh, or, yeah, or I know I would have got my tail whooped that day because my mom don't put up with no stuff like that. But, yep, that that was my uh, story. Fucking Tammy. You know, it's so funny because years I had I don't I don't know if her parents took her out of school or it's just weird. You know, when you have an interaction with somebody and then all of a sudden you don't see them anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know yeah. if she was there and she was ducking me or if they took her out of school. I don't know because I didn't really know her that well anyway. Um but I do know that if I had broke her nose and eye that today, they would have had me all up in court. I wonder why they didn't do that back then. Because it just wasn't a thing back then. I mean, it was just, it was handled. You know, you didn't, right. you didn't take that stuff to court. It was handled at school and handled on a, like a home level. And that was it. You just assumed those parents are going to take care of their kid and the school did what they had to do. I'm going to take care of my kid and that's it. That's right. um yeah so I got I got kicked out of school so I don't regret any of it if I did it I'd do it all over again which I can't I can't explain to you what it feels like to get hit in your bone with an unopened soda god (laughs) you know thrown at a distance away it was just like and it almost like it it hit direct it just it was it was a it was a great throw It was a great throw, but I followed it up by a great ass punch too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's way way better than uh, than my 
uh, my stories so far. I mean, I feel like mine are going to get a little better, but that that was that was good. That's really lay, good. Lay it on me. I hear. <laughs> I know you got some risque stuff up in there. All right. Well, when I was a teenager, um, let's Linda and I. Linda and I used to go out a lot, and I'm I'm going to preface this by saying I never drank and drove. Not once ever in my whole life did I do that, and I never intend to ever do that. Linda That's awesome. didn't didn't exactly follow the same protocol. And let me tell you something else. Linda was a terrible driver when we were teenagers. I mean, like terrifying wrecking cars left and right. <laughs> but, but when and I no, she'll tell you too. But when Linda was drinking, uh, which this is no excuse, but when Linda drank, Linda d- drove like the way Linda was supposed to. Like she drove. <laughs> 10 and 2 on the wheel, exactly 55 miles an hour, used to turn signals, like it, nobody, you know, nobody should, should ever think this is acceptable, but it was the only time I wasn't scared to ride with her. I have friends who I swear they have, they, they live by that slogan on their (laughs) t-shirt. I drive better when I'm drunk. You're crazy. It's not, it's not a reason and never a reason. And I do not, uh, I do not say that it is okay. I mean, we were very stupid and thankfully I never got hurt. She did though. Like I should put out there that many years later, she was riding by herself drunk and wrecked her car, flipped it eight times, broke her back, broke her ribs. Get out. And had to have surgery and thankfully recovered. I mean, she she recovered, but she still suffers from issues today. I would never drink a single drop. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's drinking or driving. I don't care if I was going to be sitting in my house and not leaving. I would not even want a piece of alcohol if that happened to me. I, you know what, it did. That actually did not teach her. I will say there were still times <laughs> where, yeah, we we had a little falling out over that. Where I was like, dude, you know, like we were kids, but we're not now. Like this has got to stop. And she just had to come to it on her own, which thankfully she did, and and all is better now. But I should just preface these stories by saying, oftentimes alcohol was involved. I was a passenger, so um, we would ride through Old Town Fredericksburg. Um, which is, you know, a city that there's, a, it's everything's 25 miles an hour, a lot of one-way streets, things like that, because we had nothing else to do. We were teenagers. We lived in a tiny town. There was nothing to do, nothing to keep us busy as Girl, teenagers. Girl, don't so, I know. <laughs> you know. And we would play a game where I would tell her, as I said, we're driving down the street and I would say, hit that curb or hit that. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> And she, because it was like, I, and I didn't mean hit the curb. What I meant for her to hit was like, you know, the, how everything in, in like a lot of places like that, where everything's 25 miles an hour and there's like a, um, a walkway and a a sidewalk for people. There's that opening between the curb where, you know, cars can drive through, Uh you know what I'm talking about? Like, so the, it would be like the opening of a parking lot. And I would say hit that. And so she would try to go in and out of that little space before she hits the curb. Like and we would we would play that we were so stupid. And then <laughs> and, and there was there were times that she hit the curb with that car and we'd be like, "Phew! Thank God the thing's still running!" Like, oh my God. Then um, there were other. There was another time that there were. Uh, um, I feel so guilty for this because it was so funny when it happened, but I feel awful. So there were um, there was a lot of construction on the roads. There were a lot of really long roads, no lights, just completely straight 
you know, two lane or four lane divided highways with just nothing and nothing for miles, just trees and nothing. Are you talking about Route One? Uh, route Three. Oh, okay. Route yeah. Three. Is this Route Three beef when the Walmart was on Route Three or before nope. that? Nope, before the Walmart. Okay, so, so before the Walmart, let me help you with this so they could get a better visual because <laughs> we grew up almost in the same area. I know exactly what she's talking about. Visualize this. <laughs> like she said, driving for miles and miles and miles, there's nothing. There's trees, there's land, and then all of a sudden, there's a trailer that sits out there that's selling boiled peanuts. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, my God. And during, during, uh, during July, fireworks. <laughs> yes oh my god don't remind me (laughs) yes so there was that so we're going down and we are passing miles and miles of um construction work where they've set up cones on the side and i'm like you should turn around let's go hit those and she had a (laughs) tiny <laughs> she had a tiny little um a tiny little four cylinder car low to the ground little two door kind of sporty it was a ford probe is what she had before that she mm-hmm. had geometros and the uh, she had two geometros blew both the transmissions up because she would run them so hard so that tells linda. you what kind of a driver linda was we right. turned around and we hit every single traffic cone as hard as we could those things rolled underneath of her car and then shot out the back into the air like like fireworks i have you ever laughed so hard you can't make noise yes (laughs) that's my favorite that was miles of like tiered laughter because i i couldn't make any sound i can imagine that that would be fun I can I really can. I think that's something that I would try. <laughs> and then we had to turn around because I was like, turn around. I want to go get one for my boyfriend and keep in his house. Oh my I had no God. idea how big because you know I'm white trash. So <sighs> I had no idea <laughs> how big traffic cones truly were. We could only fit two in I the back of the car. You guys took the traffic cones. <laughs> We took out every single traffic cone that they had up. I, it had to be, it had to be fifty of them. You got pissed. And and you you have stolen government property. <laughs> oh Do you know God. how pissed off those people had to be when they got to work at you know whatever four o'clock in the morning and were like, God damn it! <laughs> and you made that that you made that project manager go home. With a terrible ending because he's thinking about his numbers and his bonus. Well, you know what, babe? We're not going to get that. But this this cone stealing mess with my bottom line. Oh, my God. Like, I could not pass by a traffic cone without laughing for the longest time. I think that's great. I mean, every single one of those damn cones were... I think that is great. <laughs> Complete bullshit. Just absolute bullshit that we did that. And it and I I brought him, yeah. I don't know how long he kept those cones in his house. <laughs> My boyfriend. Oh, the fact that he kept them at all is what a sweet man. That's not, like, what My the hell are you doing? Yeah, like what the hell? <laughs> well, I mean, this is also the same guy that I should say, like, he his he had like he was totally a a t- a bachelor you know like he did not 
his house was gross and uh, did definitely did not keep up with the cleaning um, when we were teenagers because that was not something that was big on his list of stuff to do. But it, it, it fit right in with the decor. I guess that's how should say it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was an asset. <laughs> was, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So any uh, any other any follow-ups from, from that one? A few stories, but they're real short and it's just it was dumb. Just dumb. Teenagers are dumb. When they yeah. say, okay, there's certain things that, that that happen in life and you can just uh ah, whatever. And then there's certain things that are just facts. And one of them is that when you are a child, a young adult a teenager your brain is not fully developed you are still dumb as shit <laughs> i don't care how smart you are in certain areas you're still dumb you make dumb decisions <laughs> so i was definitely one of those when i think like us knowing what we were going to talk about today made me think about things that i had done and i thought god girl you are so you should, I was very stupid. I'm so glad thus far that my children have not paid me back in the things that I have done. Because none of my right. kids, neither one of them, they're both, you know, geeky, artsy, farty, and, you know, keep to their self, no problem kids, you know? I'm thinking, right. God, please, I only got four to this last one graduate. Can we keep it like this? Because if I get it, I deserve it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So my um mom and her boyfriend at the time this is years i don't know if anybody remembers this or boxing would remember but they drove to dc this is from fredericksburg from fredericksburg to dc they drove to go see the mike tyson fight um i don't remember who he was fighting at the time but um this is probably like in the 90s so uh i wanted to go to this party and it was just like a little party not like nothing huge or big. I just wanted to go and I wanted to hang out and I had nowhere getting there. Well, they had took her car and his car was still at the house and he had left the keys. It was a stick. I barely knew how to drive a stick, but I knew how to drive one well enough. Well, it was a a diesel Mercedes. Okay. I'm talking like, this is a tank girl. Okay. This is a tank. Well, I'm like, what I can do, I can just go, you know, the party was maybe like five, 10 minutes away. It wasn't far. Um, I'll go to the party and I'll chill out and I'll go get back before they do, you know? So I don't know if somebody is watching the fight or following the fight or what somebody at the party said, I bet you them people who bought that, those tickets to the Tyson fight are pissed. Okay. And I'm like, why? What? And they were like, cause Tyson knocked him out in the first round in the first few seconds. <gasps> and you know i don't know how long i i didn't know how long ago that it happened but the only thing i thought oh my god i gotta get back i gotta get back you know because obviously they're gonna be on their way home right when i pulled the mercedes out when i left it was a mercedes diesel tank or whatever it was backed in okay and i told you i could barely drive a freaking well i needed to back it in so it could be in the exact it was when they left i must have tried for about 30 minutes straight, back it in, back it out, back it in, back it out, back it in. And I had a gravel driveway, you know, so all you, you know, (laughs) with the rocks, I could not do it. 
not get that car. I'm like, I start to cry. I'm like, oh God, they're going to kill me. Well, um, my friend Kyle that lived two doors down, his brother was about four years older than us. And I knew he had, he knew how to drive a stick because he had one. So I went over there, girl, it's, it's late. It's like, I was going to ask what time it was. It was late. It was after midnight, you know, but oh. I was, you know, I was, I You're was desperate. Such a, yes, I was panic and desperate and I'm like knocking on his window and then I finally answers and he's like, you know, what's going on? I was like, please, can you get your brother to put this car back? Please, I'm going to kill me. I'm gonna... Anyways, his brother came out and, you know, put it back and they never even knew that. But like, how stupid are you? How stupid? That's like, an awesome story, though. I didn't think you were going to get away with it as you were telling oh, it yeah. to me. No, I got away with that. Let me get away with. I have really <laughs> problem with cars. Stories with cars that are just like, what the hell is wrong with you? So I had time it, i had a 1982 doo-doo brown honda Accord hatchback with tan lamb what oh <laughs> yeah just terrible and um just a, the, a little compact car so easy to drive and whip around well i was just barely 16 at this time and this is my okay this is my second i just want to let my story will tell you where the first car went well the second uh, I I decided I want to go to this little uh, party that my friends were having. They were supposed to be like, you know, rapping because I had um, friends who like just rap. They were supposed to be rapping and playing cars and just, you know, chilling. Well, I go over there. I had never, ever done any weed prior to this 16-year-old uh, event I'm about to tell you. So I go there to the party. They're smoking weed. I never smoked weed. Come on. It's not that big and I'm like well I kind of wanted to try it anyway so I smoke weed I barely smoke anything gone just (laughs) get all to hell I don't know what's wrong with me I'm dazed and confused scared now I'm like I feel uncomfortable in this (laughs) in in my state that I'm in around these I'm just uncomfortable so I want to right so I go home it's raining And so I'm going, and this is when Fredericksburg wasn't built up. It was still you know, very country. And mm-hmm. so um, I'm driving down this road, and there's there's really nothing. There's only a church. What road this was? I think that this was Harrison Road. I think at the time, um, there's only the church. Okay, so I have to give you a visual so you can go through this with me. I'm driving along, and the church is there's a light. There is a no, it's not a four-way. Okay, it's just a light at an intersection. And then the church sits on the right-hand side on the corner. But I see the light up ahead. I know that it's there. And for whatever reason, I know that it was green. But to me, it was like it was red. I don't know right. why. And so probably a good 20, 25 feet away from nobody out there. It's just me. I stopped. And I'm waiting for this. <laughs> oh I'm waiting for this light to change, but it's already fucking green. It's already been green, and I'm stopped at this light, and I'm like, oh, it's raining. it's raining, it's dark. It's I'm like, oh my! And so I finally snap out of it, and I realize, like, holy shit! I've been sitting here this whole time, and the light's been green. I'm like, oh my god! I got to get home quick. Like, I, I, I'm gonna kill myself. I got to get home. So I get home. 
excuse me, my mom, my boy, my mom and her boyfriend are at the house already. And I go to park the car in the driveway and go in the house and just pass the fuck. Okay. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm in the basement. Um, it's like a split foyer house. I'm the only one that's in the basement. And I used to, uh, I moved down the basement. So (laughs) there's a a little side door out there. My mom used to not let me do anything. And I really have the attitude that unless you have a going to give me a good reason, because I said so is not good to me. So if you couldn't give me a good reason, I'm going to go do it anyway. So that's, that's the personality that I still have that personality. Sometimes good, sometimes not. Well, (laughs) I'm passed out and I hear a boom, 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 boom on the door. And, and I'm like, what, what? And that's, it's my mom's boyfriend. He comes in and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just look at him. I'm thinking, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, are you high? Are you drunk? And I'm thinking, how does he know? Right. How does he know that, you know? And I'm like, what do you say? Why are you saying that? He was like, are you high? Are you drunk? I'm going to give you one time to tell me the truth. And I was like, I did get high. And he was like, yeah, I fucking knew you did. And I'm like, how did you know that? And he was like, you parked your car in the ditch in the front of the, <laughs> in the, front, in the front of the house. You know, uh, they have ditches in Fredericksburg. It's like where the water, you know, so it doesn't, the, the street doesn't flow. So I had parked my car, um, the front of my car into the ditch, like looking towards the house and the back of it was sticking out of the road. Oh my God. I just knew I was in the, in the, um, driveway girl. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, did I really? And he's like, yeah. And so he told me because I had told him the truth that he wasn't going to tell my mom. And he was like, but good luck me getting the car out of the fucking um, ditch. And it's been raining and it's muddy without your mom hearing, you know, the, you know, the the constant spinning of the wheels and all that, whatever. But he did not tell on me. He did not write me out. He moved my car, but I had parked it halfway in the ditch, halfway in the street, went in the house and passed out. Like I was all good. It's amazing. <laughs> Just dumb. How is a boxer? Like, what are you? Good All lord. Right. I have I have one that you you made me think of. Um, so Linda and I, Linda and I are at um, we're at a pool hall. There used to be a pool hall. Um, I don't know if you if you remember it, but a pool hall called JJ's. It was on. Oh, she's getting Boulevard. ready to say JJ's. Where are you? Yep. <laughs> So, yeah, are you talking about the one that is right near the mall, or JJ's no. is downtown? Yeah, JJ's is on Lafayette. Okay, I was so, thinking a cue ball. Yes, yeah, I I didn't I wasn't a huge I didn't go to cue ball too often. That's still here, by the way. Um, is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, JJ's is wow. gone. Shooters is gone, but uh, that's where I met times. Dylan. Where, shooters? shooters, really? Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> we, we didn't go to shooters too often. We, I mean, we went there every now and again. We didn't go there too often. JJ's was our place. Like, mm-hmm. we would go to the parking lot and sit in the parking lot and drink beverages, <laughs> and because mm-hmm. we were too young <laughs> to do it inside, and then go inside. And <clears throat> we, um, I, I feel like I've told. I don't know if I've told. I don't think I've told the story on the podcast before um, about how she was lighting her lighter 
Could I, can I tell you? Okay. So she she was playing with her lighter and trying to get the flame to go as high as it could. My boyfriend was with us at the time. He didn't always come. I didn't always have a boyfriend at the time, but um, I had one then. And uh, I think she had a guy that came. Like, it wasn't her boyfriend. It was just a, a guy friend so that we would have even teams to play pool. So <clears throat> um, she then uh was lighting you know just kept lighting it higher and higher and higher we always went to a table that was over by the bar because that was where they had their like their quarter tables that were smaller than the regular tables Mm -hmm. and we would always play over there so she's lighting up lighting up lighting up and then she it burned her hand and she dropped it and caught the carpet on fire (gasps) (laughs) gosh and you know we're all completely intoxicated completely messed up and i'm just like i'm I'm just staring at it like i can't i mean i know something bad has happened but i can't function fast enough you know like and my brain just isn't going quick enough and she's she had on sandals i remember that and she's trying to stomp the fire out with her sandals on and i'm just watching her and she's like help me oh my god oh my god help me help me put it out and i was like I'm not helping you do that. That's fine. <laughs> and I turned to my boyfriend. I'm like, help her. He's like, I'm not helping her either. Oh, <laughs> my God. And it kept, it wouldn't go out. And she's like stopping it like crazy. Well, then, and the bar was high. You know, like I mean, bars tend to be, you know, pretty high. Like they're like, wait, or uh, uh, like, I don't know, uh, rib cage level high. This little girl that worked behind the bar, and we saw her a lot. She was very nice to us. I'm sure she knew exactly what was going on, but probably thought like, you know what? They're in this place. They're not doing anything wrong. They're not drinking and driving. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to rot them out if they seem a bit intoxicated. Because obviously by the time we left there, we weren't drinking while we were there. We were there for hours. So we would have, you know, sobered up by then. Um, Right. So I'm sure she probably felt like she was doing us a service because if not, we would have been out on the road or whatever. But anyhow, she comes flying over the bar. I mean, I don't even know how she cleared it. Like she was so short, but I guess just that (laughs) adrenaline rush kicked in and she jumped on that fire with a like a rag, you know, that I guess they used to clean up the the bar and stomped it out completely. And we were just like, oh my God, like it was an amazement. Like we all just stood and stared at her and my friend was so embarrassed and she was just like, thank you. I'm so sorry. And the bartender was like, you know, I watched you light that thing up and I thought she's going to catch this place on fire. And then you did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's crazy. And then another, uh, another thing that kind of went along with us being at that, I mean, we spent so much time there. Um, and we, <laughs> another time we met some guys there and, um, well, just one, she met a guy, like he had guy friends, but they weren't really interested in me. I wasn't interested in them, but she's kind of like, we were just talking, but they, these two hit it off. And she says, excuse me. And she says, Hey, um, he, uh, he wants us to follow him back to his, or, yeah. wants us to follow him back to his house. I'm like, no. And she's like, come on, let's go. Like, I, you know, I want to, I want to go. Let's go. Like, he could murder us. You don't know him. (laughs) And she, but she would, she was like, well, I'm going to head back there. You can sit in the car if you want. Sit in the car. Like, I, I, again, painting that picture, King George, no lights. It's not like I'm sitting in a nice neighborhood. This is a trailer in the middle of nowhere, grass overgrown, like no lights anywhere. And she 
<laughs> and she, she, I was like, I can't sit out here. And she was like, well, you can do whatever you want. Like, that was, that was kind of friendship we had. Like, you, you know, I'm not going to make you go in, but I'm not going to sit here and hold your hand. So right. I had to walk in there with her, her dumbass, so that hopefully she didn't get killed. And we go in there. There's all these guys in there in the, just smoking and just chilling and kind of looked up and we're like, you know, not really interested, but just kind of like, huh, all right. And they go back in this dude's bedroom and I just go over and sit in his tiny little kitchen. One of the guys that was sitting there asked me if I wanted anything to smoke or drink. And I was like, no, good, thanks. And I just sat out there like if I hear her scream, I'm going to have to run for the door, you know, like right. and, and uh, meanwhile, trying to keep an eye on the guys like I'm just sitting in this kitchen. I, this is before cell phones. I don't have anything that I can like play with or look at. I'm just mm-hmm. sitting in the damn kitchen. And the next thing I hear is her kind of say something and I look up and they come out of the the bedroom and he's got his arms all around her. And I can tell she's kind of trying to get away from him, but not be rude about it. Like, cause she just had such a hard time, like saying no, like, I mean, not, not saying no when she really needed to, but like when it was kind of like, he's being a little pushy, but she doesn't want to hurt his feelings. Like she just, she just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, um, I finally just got tired of it, of her kind of dancing around and trying to get him to leave her be kindly. I'm like, we need to take me home. I need to go home. My dad wants to know where I am. Like, we need to go. Let's go now. And she's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm really sorry. We got to go. I got to take my friend home. So she was able to, you know, to blame it on me. And then we left. But that was like, that was one of those times where I was like, I'm so lucky that I made it out of there alive because we didn't know them. They could have done anything. We could have been a statistic right then and there. Yep, I've been a statistic with you. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Serious. I don't, I can't remember. Um, yeah, and you you say like without cell phones and, and, and same situation with me. We were so dumb. God. Um, I don't remember this girl, Linda, that I used to hang out with. She was very... Um, she was way beyond her age. It was like, she, I don't know. It's almost like she had a stripper life at the age of 16. You know, like mm-hmm. when I say stripper life, like she knew all these people that worked in all these exotic atmospheres and, you know, people named Star and Cinnamon. And, you know, she knew she knew bouncers of clubs. And I'm talking like we lived in Fredericksburg. We lived in... We lived in Fredericksburg, okay? And right. this, she knew people like Alexandria, Fairfax, D.C. It, it was just crazy to me how many people she ever knew. She knew. And so um, this one time, this is during our, our wave phase, uh, you know, like spray painting our hair, uh, different colors. We got mm-hmm. the pacifier necklaces, <laughs> you know, the little the rings that light up different colors Mm -hmm. and you know we have all that she tells me we're gonna go to this rave okay i was supposed to be going to her house chilling out with her we're gonna go to this rave i'm like how we're not even of age to get in you ain't gotta worry i know somebody works the door he'll get us in okay cool saturday night we get all dolled up we're going we are i mean we are scythed I have to put in, make sure you guys know we were on ecstasy. It wasn't a drug-free environment. Um, Yes, we were on ecstasy and we're going to go rave. We are excited. 
Okay. Well, we decide, well, the only way that we can get up there is we don't, we're not going to be able to take our cars. We can't tell our parents we're going to a raid or anything. We are going to take the train. And so we, yeah, we took the train all the way to DC. We actually had one of her friends drive us up North. Um, I can't remember whereabouts. Uh, I want to say around Fairfax or somewhere around there, her friend lived. Anyways, we took the train from that area up there to DC. I can't remember what the uh, rave club was called, but it was a warehouse kind of uh, rave on the outside, but it was like obviously a huge, huge gigantic club in the inside anyways we're so excited we're so psyched our first rave like well mine anyway in a, in a big place we i have been to one in, in small little intimate settings but we got a big huge rave in dc like you couldn't tell us anything we were grown okay mm-hmm. so we go up there we get there we have a flipping blast i have to let you know this is saturday night okay we have a flipping blast. I mean, best party ha- went in the uh, part of the club. They had a phone party. We we went to the phone party. I mean, just great. We come out. It's like six something in the morning. Like the sun blared in your eyes. You're like, oh my god! Like it's daytime and you're a vampire, you know. And so, um, guess what? We go to we go to get, uh, catch the train. Train done run on Sunday. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! How about you two dummies are stuck in D.C. and you don't know how you're gonna get home? We don't have any cell phones. We don't have enough money to get home. Like, what are we gonna do? Oh. Here we go, dumb as a box of rocks. Gonna go ahead and just plan our murder. These guys who came out of the club, it was about, it was three of them because I remember they had a Jeep and um, they told us, oh, well, we went down that way. You know, we'll, you know, we'll take you back. And we never, neither one of us ever thought like this could be the last day. You know what I mean? We're like, oh my God, thank you. We really need to get home. You're just a stupid, naive teenagers. We need to get home, blah, blah. So if you can just imagine five of us in this freaking little just Jeep, you know, like, oh my God, it was terrible. And he had like, it was cold. And he had like this whole hole in the back where it kept just flapping when you're riding down the the highway. And of course we were in the back. Anyways, we got home. We got home safe. You know, it was never, nothing was ever a big deal, but we could have been dead. Like you mm-hmm. said, we just could have been dead. All the yep. way from D.C. to Fredericksburg, we rode with these guys. We didn't freaking know who they were. Yep, that's, yeah. I mean, we we did, there was another time that a guy actually approached her um, when I had walked, I think I'd gone to the bathroom, and um, a guy approached her while we were in JJ's and asked her if we could have a ride home or he could have a ride home. And when I came to the bathroom and she told me, I was like, hell no. And she was like, well, what am I supposed to tell him? I said, tell him no. And she was like, <laughs> and she was like, I can't, I mean, I can't do that. Like, I was like, no, I'm like, um, he's not getting in the car. I'm like, oh, where's he at? I'll tell him no. And she was like, well, he went outside. I'm like, well, then let's fucking leave. 
And she's like, we can't just leave him. I'm like, the hell we can't. I don't know him. I'm like, no, Natalie. No, sorry. I just said her name. <laughs> Oops. So whatever. So uh, no, Linda, no. Um, I can't backtrack it now. And uh, she, <laughs> so she was like, um, this is not even a bad story anyway. But she said, uh, she was like, well, you know, what are we supposed to do? And again, our, our little nitrous uh, in shining armor at the uh, in the bar was like, she kind of came over and whispered and said, are you guys going to give that Raya ride home? And my friend, you know, she kind of looked over and I said, no, we are not. She's like, I don't think you should. I was going to pull you aside and tell you, I don't, I just, I get a bad vibe from him. You know, please don't take him home. Oh. Again, she could always hear our conversations because we were right mm -hmm. next to her all the time. And th that bar was never busy. Like nobody was ever there. So um, I said, no, we're not. And I said, do you, do you know where he went? She said, he asked for some change. He went out to make a phone call. And I said, let's go. We're leaving right now. And I said, if you see him come in, tell him that we left. And she's like, I will. I'll tell him. So we, we sneak out to her car like we're doing something wrong yeah. and <laughs> climb into it and start it up and, and back out. And we drive by him on the payphone because the payphone was kind of like at the end of a street that was next to uh, JJ's. And we drove mm -hmm. by him and she was like, that's the guy. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. There was another time we picked somebody up. Um, so we did. We actually just picked up a teenage dude, and then that dude. This is not even my story. Lived at her and her parents' house because she still lived with her parents. She brought his ass home and was like, "He just needs a place to crash." Ooh. I met him on the street, oh my and God. they were like, "Hell no, get him out!" So they had a camper that was um like right out that they only you know they used obviously to go camping or whatever she hid him in the camper for like a week and would like um, bring him food and stuff and she had to go to work she worked at the time and obviously he didn't have a job to go to which says a lot about him and uh yeah she hid him until her dad uh noticed i think he heard a sound and walked out and found the school in the camper and then waited until she got home and, oh, no, no, I think her mom called her actually and was like, uh, you need to come home because we just found what you were hiding in the camper. So come on back and like held him essentially hostage, you know, was like, don't you dare try to leave. Gave him mm -hmm. money for a bus ticket. And at this point, she was like, I was already sick of him, but I didn't know what to do with him. You know, I didn't know what to tell him. I mean, I just didn't feel like I could just kick him out. I just wasn't strong enough to do that back then and gave her money to take him to the bus station and get him you know get him on the bus and, and they were like you better take him you just watch him leave we don't ever want to see his ass back here again we're going to shoot him because they were very uh <laughs> very well in the gun department uh -huh. and um they uh she was like you know i was I, I tried to act like i felt bad that he was going and he was saying stuff like you know let's just take the money we'll get two tickets we'll go together she's like ah, i can't i gotta work and <laughs> <laughs> And ended up uh, putting him on the on the bus and walked out. And never saw him again. He did try yeah. to call her like a couple of times after that, and she was just like, "I just didn't answer. Like, I just didn't need to be talking to him anymore." <laughs> like, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine the stories that we shared today if they happen in today's time? Oh God, no. But I mean, think about our parents saying the same thing. You know, like. I just, everything changes. And I mean, the, you know, the, like another dumb thing that I, that I did that I feel like kids obviously would still do today is I was 
I had a Camaro and a guy that I knew had a Thunderbird. And I figured if he could take the turn as fast as he did in his Thunderbird, I could take it right behind him in my Camaro. And had I known how to slide like Tokyo Drift, I probably could. Right. (laughs) But I I didn't, luckily I didn't crash, but I don't even know how I didn't. Like if I ever believed in somebody watching out for me, that was the time because I I don't know how I stayed off the ditch. I mean, that car went sideways. Like I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, so stuff like that obviously is, is relatable in this day and age still. So. I remember living, um, there's a neighborhood that's right behind Spotsylvania Mall and my neighborhood was called Maple Grove. I remember walking from Maple Grove to Spotsylvania Mall and me and my little sister who was four years younger and at that time at that time let me see I was probably about 10 10 or 10 or 11 and she was four years younger than me and we used to walk to the mall and we would just go in there and we'd walk around the mall as little kids. And then when we got bored, we'd come back home. We walk back. Like, I can't even, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine it. I can't at all. No, I can't imagine walking to the mall. I mean, even when I was a kid, like there was only one time that I had to walk from like the movie theater, which was across the road to the over to the mall. I watch people do it now. I mean, that's a one, two, three, that's, eight lanes of traffic that you have to pass through to, to get over there. I can't even imagine doing that now. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. We used to walk, there used to be there cause there was nothing. It was just land. There was nothing there, you know? So we used to walk, there used to be paths and things that we used to walk through, like through the woods and stuff to get. Oh, to the, you know what there was? I forgot yeah. about that. Uh-huh. So we would walk through the paths and stuff to get to, and you would end up pretty much where you would end up would be the back of the mall. Because there used to be, I don't know how it is now, I think it's all gone, but there used to be the back of the mall. And if you went, um, if you went a little bit further down the street, instead of just going right to the mall, there was like a, a, a neighborhood or a church or something that was back there. Um, I, I don't even know if it's there anymore, but you would end up at the back of the mall and then you just have to cross over what it would I think that was like two lanes right there and you could get in but yeah that that neighborhood is still there but it's so built up that you still got to go through you know traffic to to get to where you're talking about so so their neighborhood kind of because the way that it was it was kind of almost like they were right there at the mall the back of the mall yeah, it's it's different now because they they've added lanes um, like around mm-hmm. the mall that didn't used to be there. So mm-hmm. they they've added an entire an entire um, shopping center around the mall that's yeah, on the yeah. mall property. So yeah, it. I mean, I, I know I know the area that you're talking about, um, and it's still there, but you you know you'd have to walk through so much to get to it. So crazy crazy stuff i the only other thing that i that i had um was that i had um a friend oh you know what i kind of talked about it on our on our other podcast with alex though but then i had a friend who was uh uh gay and had a met a boy that was um bisexual and that boy cheated with me like three different times on my on my gay friend like it was like we just kept taking him back and forth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh gosh. <laughs> so 
that was that was really you know that was just something that I was just like wow that was really shitty of me and every time it happened I'd be like I would call him up and be like so I'm gonna have to tell you what happened because the, the boy would be like well we don't have to tell him well but I do because he's my best friend you know you're like that in high school you're like but they're my best friend like well, if I was your best friend, you probably wouldn't be taking my boyfriend over and over again. Right, right. <laughs> I think so. that the, the last dumbest thing that I have, and I, when I say dumb, this is like, if I found out one of my kids did this, I'd ask, I'd, I would go off. I would be pissed. Um, when I was in high school, there were, some guys that we used to hang out with anybody who went to my school around this time anybody who listens they know who it is I don't do not need to mention any names at all but there were these guys that we went to school with that um were all on drugs and all jacked up like I think that they said that they were like on acid and something so they go to um Northern Virginia, it was Woodbridge. It happened at a Woodbridge uh, rest stop. One of the reasons why I will not go to a rest stop at all whatsoever during the night till this day. But they were going to rob this guy. And it's supposed to be like some kind of like, you know, initiation kind of thing. Get your straps on your belt, kind of, you right. know, shit like that. And so they're supposed to rob this guy in order to get, you know, their, their notches and end up killing him oh my god yeah end up killing him so that now they are arrested for murder they're arrested for murder um you know they everybody they're just arrested for murder they SWAT team comes in gets all of them and then there's an investigation well during the investigation they are obviously trying to per each it was three teams per each team team the investigators were trying to get dirt on all of them because there's obviously going to be a trial there's going to be a trial there's going to be court you know so they're trying to prove how dirty the one team is more than the other right get it Mm -hmm. well i had a picture of two of the guys that were involved in it i had a picture of them almost like that you know like gangster back in the day back in the day boys in the hood menace to society like they're all like crouched down on an ottoman holding a gun like they're gonna do something with it you know what i'm saying just stupid i had a, a polaroid picture of that i don't know to this day who motherfucker told them that I had that picture. They came knocking. Yeah, they came knocking on my door asking me for this picture. And I was like, I don't know where this picture is. You know, I did not want to turn the picture over because I felt like uh, all the stories that had went around that it went on this one guy. Well, there was more than just one guy in that picture. And I felt the other guy, I, I was just really good friends with him. And I just didn't want him to be portrayed like that because that wasn't him you know it was almost like you know how you have those gangster stages but you're not really gangster you're just trying to fit in somewhere Mm -hmm. that's what he was but the other one was savage and I knew that you know well anyways it was all about this polar and of course I didn't want to be involved either and 
so they wanted this poor picture and my you know my parents were like you're gonna have to find this picture i'm like i have no idea what it is but uh, one day i came home after school i went and got that polar picture out of my room and i remember going into the woods in the back of my house and burning that to motherfucking pieces holy shit mm-hmm. i went and burnt it to pieces just because i did not want anybody to ever see that picture or for them to because they were trying to the guy that that I knew was a good guy, they were trying to pretty much put it all on him, which they end up doing anyway. So why did I need to, I don't need to be a part of it. It did happen that way. And, the, and, and you know, the, I'm going to tell you that part after or we get off this podcast, but yeah, he, they tried to frame it, but I burnt that. And every time that I think about that, I think, girl, do you know that you could have gotten some really big trouble for that? If yeah. anybody knew that, like, how dumb were you instead of just turning it over and letting it be? But I was just, like, dead set against it. I was dead set against it. Like, nope. I, don't, I mean, I don't blame you. You know, not that it matters what I think, but I, I understand, you know, why you would have done that. Like, you were just like, no, this is not right. Like, I see what y'all are doing. I'm not, yeah. not going to help you. I'm not going to help yeah, you. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. And, you know, I thought, like, it's a picture. It's my fucking picture. Like, why do I got to give you my fucking picture? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not giving it to you. Yeah, I remember, I will never forget that very vivid moment of me being in the woods and just watching it just crumble up, you know, and disintegrate as it would burn because I thought, not going to get it for me. That's so crazy, though. Like, that Mm -hmm. that was, yeah, that was a good, uh, I think that's a good story to end on. He still, they did get, they did, um, put everything against him he is still in prison until 2038 oh my god this was 1996 i believe god yeah he's in there to 2038 and i just want to say like there's there's certain things that have gone on where the other two guys who got out before him who are out living their life have confessed to many people that he did it. <laughs> like kind of OJ, you know? Right. Like, if I had done it, if this I, is what I exactly. yeah. <laughs> yep. I was just going to say, well, if I had done it. Yeah, right? Oh. But yeah, just crazy. I, I think about that and I'm thinking, girl, you was, I, I was a risky little thing, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Let loyalty get you locked up. <laughs> I, I only, uh, you know, only went to crazy people's houses and took the fall one time when she was uh, was stoned and had had her tell her parents that it was mine, even though it wasn't, so she could still see her boyfriend. Like, I did dumb shit. Like, that was my loyalty. <laughs> and yeah, and, and now, now, at over 40, I think about the situations, and the only thing that I can think about, and this is how your mind change frames when you grow up, I can no longer think about them, I only think about what if that was my family member? Yeah. What if that was my family member and these, these men are out here trying to do an investigation and trying to get as much evidence as they can and somebody has something and they they get rid of it. Or they decide that they're not going to turn it over, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like I feel guilt about that, you know? I, I mean, I get that. I do. I'm, I, you, you can only feel so guilty for the choices that you made when you were so young, though. You know, like, 
they still got the end result that they wanted. I mean, regardless of what you did or didn't do, it looked right. like it was going to happen anyway. You know, I don't think you could have saved or not saved. Mm-mm. Nope. I am glad that I um, I wasn't a part of the final. Yeah. I'm glad that I wasn't a part of that because I just didn't want to be a part of it. But yeah, the stupid things we do when we're teenagers. God, if we had grown up together, we probably would have gotten in trouble. Oh, yeah, we, we would have. Uh, but you know what? It would have, I think it, uh, the way that it worked out for Linda and I was that I was always the, the kid that people thought I did the bad stuff because I like to dress weird and look weird when I was really the good kid. <laughs> so whoever hung out with me, it was like, it was so easy to be like, oh, well, she, you know, like uh-huh. when, when Betsy and I hung out and we got in trouble for, you know, menial little things, it was like, well, she comes from a product of divorce and she's trash. So Betsy couldn't help herself. And when, you know, Linda and I hung out and did stuff, it was like, well, you know, they both kind of like her parents weren't jaded enough to think that I was a bad influence. But, you know, I did look weird and I did act weird. And I mean, her mom, I, I love her mom very much to this day. We're really close. But when we were kids, it was kind of like, y'all are stupid. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And do you also, you, you also confess during this conversation that you obviously see what boredom leads to? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now you can understand why these small towns are, are, they turn out the way that they are. There's nothing to do. No, it's exactly right. I mean, it is because if we had, and I'm not saying we would have done, but you know what, if we had had more social things to go do, we would have done them. Like, even if we didn't want to go, even if we claimed it was just really stupid, I don't want to do that. Because we did. They opened up that place called Houston's for just a couple years. Oh my years. god! You yep. just read my mind! Yes. You literally just read my mind! And and that place, you know what, we went there all the time. We didn't yep. drink. We didn't, like, we didn't do anything bad. We went to Houston's. I didn't know anything about country music or line dancing, but I got out there with her and she would, because she knew country, because her parents were, like, they'd grown up with country. Her parent, her dad played in a bluegrass band. So, like, we, she would teach me stuff. She taught me the Macarena. Like, we just made fools of ourselves and had such a good time at Houston's. And girl, I'm going to tell you this, and I don't share that story with, I was literally thinking it before you said it. I do not share that story with many people. I do not. And I would not have, if I did not grow up in that town, in that environment, you would have never seen me toe-tapping, line dancing. (laughs) I mean, nothing in me wanted to do that had any desire to do that I didn't even like it what I was learning but that's where my friends were and that's where uh-huh. we hung out yeah so uh I can still you know toe tap with the best of them on a couple line dances <laughs> I, I couldn't do a single one if you asked me the only thing I can still do is the macarena and I I cannot do any of but but you know what, exactly that I never wanted to do that that was not my music that was not my scene like I did not fit in I mean I her friends showed up in cowboy boots and cowboy hats and I showed up in Converse and Jinko jeans and my nails painted black and dog collar around my neck but I got <laughs> out there with them <laughs> yeah me too and I was look I didn't have any cowboy boots or cowboy hats or anything and I was the only nope. black little fucker out there <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I actually saw a lot of black dudes um when we went to Houston's but I, really? I will say they didn't they didn't get up and dance uh when we did the line dance stuff but 
because again it was just like it was the only freaking place to go and it really sucked that that was the only set of people it was geared at like maybe they wouldn't have closed down if they'd had different nights for different stuff you know if it was like tonight's going to be hip-hop and then you know this night's going to be line dancing and this night's going to be club dancing like it would have been better because you would have gotten all different people doing all different stuff but all they offered was country and I was still there well, they eventually turned it into like a club club because I remember going mm-hmm. like as I got older, going back, which is really weird to to go to it in one environment and then you come back and it's a totally it was all go go. And so that's when I saw oh. more, yeah, I saw more black people there than I had ever seen in my life because it was all, all go go music and blah. And I'm thinking, wow, this is like night and day. <laughs> We went from country to go-go? What? (laughs) I'd have to ask her. I swear we did go one time, but it was so crowded that we just just ended up leaving. But Mm -hmm. I I can't really remember it anymore. Um, And then it it shut down. But it just, they would have done so much better if they would have just accommodated more people. I mean, we had so many different people in this tiny little area that liked so many different things. And they were just like, well, it didn't work out for all the white rednecks. So now let's, let's hit up the other population. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that was how they, that was how they thought to do it. And it just, they burned it to the ground because you can only yep. keep up with that for so long. If you don't switch it up, then eventually even your locals are going to get bored of coming there. Like, I mean, go-go is fun, but I don't want to go do go-go every single weekend, even when I was a teenager. I couldn't stand a beer. It gave me a headache. It's too much. (laughs) Um, Because they, they have a different style of it's, it's like go-go moshing. They have a, you know, like when they do mosh pits and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Uh, during go-go, they're almost the same way, you know, and I don't want to be, you know, shoving up against you and your elbow to elbow and we're ew, and touching your sweat. I, 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 it's just too much. And go-go is just really, really, I love go-go. Um, I can get down. So just some Chuck Brown, but yeah, it's, it's a little too much for me. Why did nothing make it there? Like Houston's clothes, Mongo's clothes, Sharks club clothes, shooters, like nothing survived. Did anything survive? Well, you still got both the hard time cafes. They're so really cool. Uh, well, I guess they well, do. They play music and dance. and They do, and they also have, like, a big Halloween party every year. And we used to go to them. And you know what? They were fun, but because they were the only place that did it, and you could smoke in there still because they separate the bar and the kitchen, mm-hmm. it was just – it was bodies packed together. It was smoke still everywhere. Still now? Even now. I mean, I think the last time we went was three years ago, and it's still like that because as long as you can separate your bar from your, your restaurant – you can let people smoke in the bar. So wow. their restaurant is teeny, teeny, tiny. I mean, it's just one aisle of, of uh, booths. So there's like mm-hmm. nine booths, I think. And then on the other side is their huge bar and dance area. And that's where they have like all their live music and all their parties and everything that they do over there. And it Those just, are tabletops, right? Yeah. Yeah, side. just tabletops. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, all the pools over there as well. Like it just, it, it just sucks because I, I would go there if we didn't have to ugh, smell like smoke all the time. Like, come on, Virginia, just let's, let's be done. I'm so tired yeah, of it. I can't remember the last time that I've been somewhere, and oh, I like I went to a cigar bar, but that's that's irrelevant. Well, that's, yeah, a cigar <laughs> bar. But I can't remember the last time I've been somewhere 
and they're smoke. You can smoke inside. I I literally can't remember because the bigger places don't. You know, the bigger cities don't. I mean, they don't do that. Like they accommodate you know the non-smokers and all that. But this just it's hard on this area. I mean, you know, you lived here. Like any place that had to. I honestly, I think that's part of why JJ's didn't make it because they didn't have a way to separate it. So all the people mm-hmm. that you know, like we did go there after they quit letting you smoke in there and um it just it definitely wasn't the same as far as like the amount of people it was dead inside and i think people were just like well fuck it we can go to hard times and smoke over there we can go to the place called q ball because they don't serve food like they don't have a restaurant it's just considered a bar and it's freaking huge we'll just go over mm-hmm. there and smoke you know so let me tell you let me tell you this and then we can go because he's a cue ball. Um, the first, when I met Dylan, when we dated for a while before, you know, we met each other's friends. Well, he decides that we are going, he's going to introduce me to all his friends for the first time. And so he like has a gathering at cue ball. Did I tell you this story? It feels like no. I told you this story. No. And so he, he, this is so embarrassing, first of all. He tells all his friends, and I'm talking like at least seven to ten, okay? I'm not talking about two or three. I'm talking okay. like a rack full of friends. And um, tell them to come to cue ball, and they're going to hang out, and he's going to introduce me this night. So I'm nervous, okay? Mm-hmm. I start pre-gaming before we even get there. I'm drinking, trying to, like, chill my nerves a little bit. I get there. And meet all of his friends. Very first time, meet all of his friends. And I'm drinking more because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to take the edge off. Like, just calm down, relax, you know. So I'm laughing. This time, next, I'm drunk, okay? I'm, right. I'm blitzed. So I'm laughing and joking. And, you know, they have, like, near the bar, they kind of have, like, tabletops with, like, bar stools. Mm-hmm. Well, I get drunk. I'm laughing or something. And I fall off of the bar stool <laughs> and however I fell off there was a table and a bar stool whatever behind me so I not only fall but I hit my head and I go unconscious <laughs> <laughs> I go unconscious I wake up and they're like they've got water you know blink you know throwing the water in my face you know you splash water on somebody's face and they've got a um the bartender has come out and they've got an ice pack and all his friends are gathered around me and i'm looking at them like what the fuck (laughs) oh my god (laughs) so here we are um uh, 18 years later Every single time we see one of his friends, they were like, hey, remember the first time we met you? <laughs> like, yeah, I, don't, I won't forget it, and y'all will never let me forget it. That was the first time I ever met Dylan's friends. That's how I did it. <laughs> what? I'm a, I'm a shit. <laughs> oh, my God. And we, oh. hey, look. At least I introduced the real me. (laughs) (laughs) You can only go up from that introduction. Yeah, right? Besides the fact maybe a couple weeks later that I went out drinking, me and Dylan went out drinking, and um, Dylan goes and he falls asleep 
in the bed and I go to the bathroom and I am drunk as I don't know what. I don't close the door. This is at the, the basement of his mom's house. His brother lives down there. His sister lives down there. I'm drunk. I can't pull my pants up. Nobody's there to help me. So I'm like struggling on the toilet to go to pull my pants up. And then the next thing I know, I like fall in the bathtub that's right next to the toilet. <laughs> and so his sister, who I only maybe talked to like a couple times, was just walks in and is like, do you need help? <laughs> so his sister, who I barely freaking know, knew at the time, um, is, is helping this her brother's drunk girlfriend get out the tub naked my pants all down to it i'm like yeah can you help me can you pull me oh my god yeah my introduction to everybody was just phenomenal i mean mean, like you you said if you start out that way like you're good you're gravy after that right I think so. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're like, well, let me just let me let me uh, make a better impression after this. Like, this is the worst I could give you. So it's it's only uphill from here. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Anyway, crazy stories. <laughs> Look, now I have nothing. Now I have nothing to tell you about anything. I'm boring as hell. <laughs> No, I'm I'm pretty much the same way other than my my old work stories uh, that I get, you know, the stuff I get to hear secondhand now. Uh, but as far as working or as far as being at home and working from home and nothing to tell, it's it's great. I, I have no regrets of having no stories to tell. I love being you boring. So do I. So do I. Amen. Let's, <laughs> hey, high five through the phone, sister. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.